On the show today, we're talking Raptors, my 3-2 and two weekend updates in the NFL playoffs, weekend updates from the NBA, World Juniors, and much more. This is the Draining Jimmy's Podcast. to cover from the weekend and let's kick it off with the Toronto Raptors. The Raptors are 0-2 ladies and gentlemen and many people are already starting to hit the panic button. Am I starting to hit the panic button? No because it's only the first two games of the season ladies and gentlemen. My podcast last week was relax it's the first game so let's all take a couple steps back and relax. I know a lot of people are now questioning the scoring of this team Well, I've done a little assessment after the first two games, and I'll get into that in a moment, but I don't think it's time to start firing Nick Nurse or start trading away our assets and everything for James Harden. So I just want to get that off my chest, off my chest, because you know what? A lot of people are saying that. James Harden does not fit this culture. He does not fit this team dynamic, and we've seen how he's been acting ever since this whole di- the whole training camp started on how he reacts with the Rockets and how he's reacted with certain players on his team. So let's take it a step back and not panic yet. I will be doing an assessment after the first 10 games uh, in a couple episodes, so wait and see what the preliminary reports are going to be saying. But I have done a little small report on the first two games, and this is what I've noticed. The Raptors have yet to play a complete basketball game. We saw with New Orleans, they played the first two quarters in a bit they looked great but then they started giving up big runs they're losing their identity on defense they're not stopping them from scoring they're being out rebound now i know gasol abaca their presence is being missed they did bring dynamics to the defense and nick nurse knows this and nick nurse is gonna have to find ways with this roster to adapt and you know he's doing good things with chris boucher he's doing good things with aaron baines Maybe bring in Len a little bit more, but it's only been two games. He didn't really play much in the second game. And the bench. The bench could be used a little bit more as well. You have this dynamic roster. I'd like to see Malachi Flynn get in a little bit more. He didn't play much or he didn't play at all on Saturday. I'd like to see, you know, maybe more Boucher in on the small packages. So you have Boucher, you have uh, Siakam, OG, Fred, and Kyle. Start looking at that as well. Start looking at the chemistry. Start looking at designing. But try to get back to that identity. Try getting back to that defensive strong image that the Raptors have. Because the Raptors can play good D. That's the one thing that you have to look out for. The the defense. One thing is the Raptors have given up long streaks. They gave up a 9-0 run which basically led to the Spurs winning it. And they let them come back a few times too. And it was the same with New Orleans. They let them come back, and their shots. The offense, the offense is struggling. It's stalling. We see it, you know, great to start off. And Siakam, I'm going to mention him. He starts off great in the game, and then, for some reason, second half adjustments are not there, and he's not able to score, not able to hit shots. The whole team is having issues not being able to hit shots. 
but you know what in this new era you have to live and die by the three and that's what we're seeing here the Raptors are starting to make more consistent shots or be more aware of your shots and turnovers that's the one thing that killed them on Saturday as well turnovers being patient with the ball and that's not that's not what we're seeing they are rushing it they are rushing some of their passes they're not using what they did the last two years and you know pass the ball I get it if you get that open shot take it great but this offense worked on ball movement they did if you looked at it the ball movement hasn't been there so that could be the reason why they're stalling the defense or they're stalling their offense and Nick Nurse you know he's got a couple new phases so he is trying to work out this rotation so we'll see what he does with this team you know what I'd like to see Malachi Flynn a little bit more but the rotation is going to take its time so let this team develop and we'll see how it goes so remember I stated a couple times already I will be doing an assessment after the 10 games as well as basically NBA season to see where we're at but you know the Raptors it's it's only the first two games so I'm not panicking yet I'm not freaking out I'm not asking for MLSE to take away Nick Nurse sorry folks but let's all take a step back here and just breathe it's only the first two games. Let this team develop. Let Nick Nurse work his magic. If you guys all thought that it was going to be the exact same as with Gasol and Abaka, guess what? It's it's not. Guess what? Baines is going to be a good fill-in role. Baines can hit the three. The one thing I la- the one thing that drives me a little bit insane with Baines is and how he finishes his threes. That's the only thing. But you know what? We'll we'll see how this team develops. Let them grow. Like, wait. So, uh, that's gonna be that's gonna be the model. Is just wait and see what this Raptors team is. And you know what? The first two games, yes, it's been tough. They're two winnable games. We know they can beat New Orleans. We know they can beat the Spurs. And you know what? Shout out to Demar Derozan for playing four quarter basketball. He's been good. He's been phenomenal since the season started, and he actually finished pretty well at the season ended last year. But just wait. Moving on from the Raptors, I will get back into basketball in a little bit, but week 16 was a big weekend in the NFL. The playoffs have yet to be set. We have lots of teams still waiting to get the proper positions. The Bills and the Patriots are playing tonight. But, you know, it was a busy, busy weekend in the NFL. We had four days, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and today. But when I look at it, I did my picks as always, my five games, I'll go over those in a moment, uh, but you know, Monday we had the uh, Saints playing the Vikings. Saints dominated Camaro with six TDs, and then you had the games on Friday or on Saturday. You know, Tom Brady did his thing; he just dominated. And the rest of the games, you know, they were pretty good. You know, Kyler Murray is has been injured, as well as we have the Miami game as well. Miami came out with a W. So we just have to wait and see what this week is going to be. And week 17 is going to be huge. I'll cover that too in a moment. But let's go over to my picks. 3-2. and two. I was hoping for 5-0, and oh, as I do every week. So now my record is 58-23. and 23. So, you know what? I made some good picks that I thought were going to happen. Listen, Colts, they blew the lead. They should have. I, I can go into a an hour rant about what the Colts should have done. But the Colts blew the lead. They were up 24-7 to at one point, And they blew a 17-point lead and lost 28-24. to 
Steelers do clinch the division, which can affect the Colts' playoff chances this week, and I'll get into that as well. Browns lose. I thought the Browns were going to win against the Jets. Wrong. Browns uh, got upset by the New York Jets, 23-16. to Well, the Browns were missing players, but you would think that the Browns were going to be good enough to still even beat the Jets, and the Jets probably wanted to get the top pick. Jets also just lost out on the number one pick. That's going to the Jacksonville Jaguars, who the Colts play this weekend. Could work in the Colts' favor. I'll get into that when I talk into Week 17. Chicago Bears won, so that moves them into the playoffs, and they won big, 41-17. to Guess who they play this weekend? The Packers, who also won big as well, 40-14. to They dominated against the Titans. That's the Week 17 matchup going into this weekend. What implications does that mean? And then now the Seahawks. The Seahawks beat the Rams 20-9. Seahawks clinched the division, but the Rams lose out on Jared Goff, and they kind of need him this weekend to hold on to their playoff spot. I'll also discuss that as well. But going into the Colts, because, you know, they are my team, and I'd love to discuss them, and I'd love to have a little bit of rants, but the Colts, they couldn't, complay, they couldn't play complete four quarters. Phillip Rivers played decently. He got rushed. They were missing two of their left tackles, but they couldn't make second-half adjustments. They ran the ball a couple times. JT was running great against the Steelers, but they got away from it halfway through the third and all of the fourth. They weren't playing the same strategy that they were using when beating the Steelers in the first half. And we saw that. Defense... Listen, you can say if it was the reps, you can say it was, you know, the wide receivers of the Steelers. You can say a whole bunch of reasons, but the defense did not play well. You, you know what? You can blame all these guys you want, but the defense had their chances to stop them, and they did. And they made a big stop, and they got the offense back the ball, but the offense, it was too little too late to try and come back against the Steelers. We saw too much inconsistency, too many bad decisions in the throws. Like I said, Rivers played a decent game for the first half. The second half, whether it's the play calling, whether it was the audibles, we saw things that were just not working well for this team. And that's why they lost. I can go on again and again on why sometimes my Indianapolis Colts frustrate me, but I will not. But overall, 3-2 and two this past weekend, 58-23. Uh, and 23. I did do a pro-line pool. Uh, as well. We'll see what the final result is because I went with the Colts. I thought Houston could beat the Bengals and I thought the Browns could beat the Jets. So I did have three. I'm probably not going to get perfect or win anything. And the Bills beat the New England Patriots. So probably going to be finishing 9-3. and three. Probably not going to win anything in regards to the pool. So tough loss on me. And then I'll talk about the NBA pool I did as well. Now I'll kick off with my NBA little rant from the weekend, but to continue on with the NFL. Uh, week 16, not much got locked up, and not much has been locked up. We had division wins, Seahawks clinched their division, but the number one seed in the NFC hasn't been locked up yet, but the number one seed in the AFC has done. So KC did clinch on the weekend with their win against the Atlanta Hawks, which seemed to be a struggle for them. But now they have the number one seed. They have the bye. So we'll see what they do this weekend. Will they play their starters? Will they let them rest? Remember, they're not going to have a first-round game. So you might as well just play a little bit, fix, do, do a tune-up issue, and then take the bye week off. But the number two could be locked in tonight 
I believe the Bills are about to win, so I believe if they win, they get the number two seed because they have the tiebreaker against the Steelers, which affects, you know, the playoff implications for this weekend, and I'll get into that in a moment. Now, the NFC, the number one seed has not been locked up. Packers are number one, so we're looking at that. They're playing the Bears this weekend, who the Bears need to win as well to get into the playoffs and seal their spot because the Cardinals are just behind them. Saints could definitely use the number one seed. Why? Well, Drew Brees is battling injuries all season. He has those fractured ribs, and he can probably use that additional one week off just to get himself healthy and get himself right. So these games this weekend, and I'll go more on Saturday into the podcast on the implications. I'll do a little bit now. You know, we have a lot of going on. The NFC East has yet to be determined. That's going to be determined this weekend as well. And then, like I stated, number one, we'll see what Breeze does. But Buccaneers clinched the division, so you have two spots left, which is hosted by the Rams and the the Bears. And I already discussed the Bears because they're playing the Packers this weekend. And you have the Rams this weekend playing as well. And Jared Goff won't be playing either, and we'll see what uh, Arizona does as well. So lots of stuff going on this weekend in the NFC. AFC's got a bigger picture. You have the Browns, Colts, Titans, Dolphins. Yeah, sorry, Browns, Colts, Titans, Ravens, and the Dolphins. So that's what you have going on this weekend. Browns didn't win, so but they're still in a spot because they own the tiebreaker against the Colts. Ravens won. They own the tiebreaker against the Colts. Miami won because I believe they have a better conference record against the Colts. So, guess what? If the Bills win tonight, they're probably going to be sitting their starters. And then you have the Browns. I believe they're playing the Steelers. Well, the Steelers already clinched the division, so are the Steelers going to play much? And then you have the Ravens playing um, the Bengals. Can, can the Ravens lose to the Bengals? We'll see. And then you have the Titans playing the Houston Texans. That's a divisional matchup. If the Titans lose and the Colts win, the Colts are in and they clinch the division spot. Clinch the division, so it's going to be interesting. Week 17, and you know what? I'll go into more into the matchups this weekend on Saturday because you know what? It's the day before, and week 16 is just about to finish. So uh, it's gonna, it was a busy weekend in week 16. It's going to even be a more exciting weekend in week 17. So I can't wait to talk about it on the podcast this weekend. So that was the NFL. Now, well, I did a pool on the weekend with the NFL, and I also did the NBA. Finished 4-9 and nine in my lovely, sorry, I won four out of the nine games in my pool. Why? Well, I'll tell you why. The Knicks won. Charlotte won. The Clippers weren't on the, on the paper, but I'm still shocked about the Clippers' loss. But the Knicks, I had them losing to the Bucks, And guess what? They blew out the Bucks 130 to 110. Charlotte just beat the Nets 106-104, which you know, hey, they they beat the sleeping they beat the Giant, not the sleeping Giant, the Giant. Especially when Durant and Kyrie were in, and you know what, they had been dominating their first two games. We saw what they did against Golden State, and we saw what they did on Christmas Day, but they got beat out by Charlotte, and then you have. The Clippers, who lost by 51 points to the Mavericks. It was about 83-39 to 39 at halftime. They were just being dominated. And you know what? No Kawhi, because of what happened to him uh, with the mouth laceration. But you still had Paul George and that rest of the team. But you know what? Luka Doncic and that team looked great. 
You know, they looked good. They just dominated and were in complete control against this team, against the, the Clippers. But other games that I chose, I thought Philly could at least beat Cleveland. They did not. Washington, Orlando, that could have gone either way, but I thought at least Washington with Beal and Westbrook could overcome Orlando. Guess what? They didn't. So those are two losses there as well, and it, it was tough. It was really, really tough to see all those losses. So I had picked the net, the Bucks to win. They lost. Charlotte, they lost. Um, uh, Washington, they lost as well. I'm trying to think of who else that I had uh, when I'm talking about this team. Those are the three main ones. Um, so, oh, Philly lost as well, and I can't remember who was the fifth team that lost. I'm trying to think. It won't matter. I went. I won four out of nine games in my pool, which is tough. And it doesn't help you win any money when you win four out of nine. And with the NFL, I believe I went nine and three, so we'll see what my pool brings. I'm sure I'm not getting anything with my NFL pool either, but it was a crazy day for matchups. And the Nets lost today too, but the Nets didn't have Durant or Kyrie today. They were on a rest due to their injuries. Kyrie has had shoulder, uh, shoulder issues as well as... Well, Durant's just coming off an Achilles, or he's recovered from it, but he's not fully 100%. Because that's a dangerous injury to recover from, because it can take, it can make things worse before it can make things better. But you know what? It was a, it was a tough day with my NBA picks, and I will do them again. So don't forget Saturday, uh, I will be doing my NFL picks, and I will also be throwing in NBA picks as well. I'll do five NFL, five NBA. It is my last weekend for NBA picks, or sorry, NFL picks, because it's going into week 17. And then next week I'll discuss playoff predictions and who's winning what and who's going to be facing who in the next rounds. So look forward to that in the later podcast. Updates as well. Um, I'll, I'm going to talk about the NHL in a little bit near the end, but let's kick it off to Team Canada and the World Juniors. Canada is off to a 2-0 start. With wins over Germany and Slovakia, they had a big win against Germany, 16-2, and beating Slovakia, 3-1. Now they still have two games to go in the round robin. They still have Switzerland to play and Finland, so I'll give updates as the tournament goes on. But moving over from the World Juniors over to the MLB, yes, Major League Baseball. I haven't talked about that in a long time. So the Padres are in the news, and it is for a good thing. Uh, Blake Snell and Hugh Darvish have been traded to the San Diego Padres. What does this mean? Well, the Padres just bolstered up the rotation. Uh, Blake Snell, we all remember what happened in the World Series. Well, Blake Snell was pitching a phenomenal game against the Dodgers. Phenomenal game. Dominant. And you know what? Just like some baseball managers, they think analytics is always correct. Sometimes you just have to go with your gut, and guess what? The manager went with analytics, and the Dodgers ended up winning the World Series, and Blake Snell ended up getting moved. You know what? A decision was made, and you know what? It costed them. So, moving on, I think it was a good situation for Blake Snell to get moved to the Dodgers. Not to the Dodgers, to the Padres. And the new Darvish, a few hours later, gets traded to them as well. Prospects and players were involved, so Wednesday show I'll go into more updates in regards to those trades. But the Padres are looking good; they looked very, very good uh, right now with their their pitching rotation. So when we get closer and closer to 
uh, pitchers and catchers and teams reporting to spring training. I'll get into that as well. But that is months away. But the Dodgers, sorry, the Padres getting moved to, or sorry, the Padres making moves for their bullpen. And you know what? It's going to be interesting competition between them and the Dodgers come next season. We'll, we'll see what happens. But that that's one thing that's going to be big as well. Now, going back to hockey, uh, the NHL, as you know, the last couple episodes I have talked about, uh, provincial governments and the NHL not really communicating properly on how they're going to get the season going. Uh, Ontario is in a 28-day lockdown. Uh, we are on day three of that lockdown currently. And the Leafs and the Sens do have games going on in those first couple weeks of the, uh, the season, which are in lockdown. So it's going to be tough to see what happens. But, you know, Toronto supposed to be hosting at the Scotiabank Centre, and uh, BC doesn't allow travel into the province. And Alberta and Manitoba have their restrictions as well, and Quebec has restrictions too. So the communication still isn't there. So we're just waiting. And then also don't forget on Saturday, on the last episode, um, I did rate the 10 teams I'm looking forward to watching. Uh, I'll just recap them again. Toronto, Montreal, Colorado, Dallas, Tampa Bay, Columbus, Edmonton, uh, Chicago, Vancouver, and then the the East Division. That's what I wanted to mention. I put in a division there because, like I stated, it's like a group of death in there for the NHL. Sorry I put a soccer reference in there, but that East Division is going to be the toughest division to see uh, this season. But in regards to the All-Canadian Division, will we see a delay in hockey? Probably. I'm projecting it just because the Canadian government and the NHLPA have yet to collaborate on what needs to be done, what protocols are going to be done. So just wait and see if they somehow maybe move the North Division to the States. Then you kind of wonder, like, well, is realignment really necessary? But that's another chapter in another book. But as of right now, no updates in regards to how the games and protocols are going to be done. So we're just waiting on that. Um, as well, you know, we, we would like to see hockey back this season and hopefully back to what it originally was. So lots of lots of questions that need to be asked in the next couple of weeks in regards to the NHL. And training camp starts this week. Uh, if you didn't make the playoffs, you start on Thursday and then Monday, I believe, or Tuesday. Uh, wait, so, sorry, Sunday you report to your other camp. Sorry, lost my days of thought. It's it's Christmas vacation, so you're kind of near the end. So Friday is New Year's Day. The third is the Sunday, so you are reporting to your camps if you did make the playoffs on Sunday. So we're coming down to the wire here, folks, and it's a lot of stuff happening in the NHL. Uh, so that is the show today. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. It was lots to cover from the weekend. More to cover as the week goes on, especially Saturday. I'll be discussing a lot of stuff going on Saturday, too, in regards to the NFL, NHL. It's also uh, college football playoffs on Friday. I'll go into that on Wednesday. So Wednesday show, I'll recap the Raptors game because we play Philly tomorrow night, as well as previews of the college football semifinals. Uh, Bama versus Ohio, sorry, Bama versus Notre Dame, Clemson versus Ohio State. It's going to be interesting to see. 
Uh, also, if you are new to the podcast or if you have been a consistent listener to the podcast, don't forget to rate it and give it some stars. If you have any comments, please go ahead and leave them, depending on which uh, host you're down- downloading it from, whether it's TuneIn Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts. There are many platforms that you can download my podcast. So please don't be afraid to leave a rating, a comment, something that you would like me to discuss on the show, uh, any top tens, any rankings that you would like. Uh, don't forget, I have previous rankings uh, on the host site as well that I do through Anchor. So just let me know. I uh, just wanted to mention that as well. But you know, it was a busy episode today. Lots more to cover as we get through the week. Uh, let's hope for a Raptors W tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, have yourself a good Monday night. This is the Draining Jimmy's Podcast. <laughs>